Alrighty, check, 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 check. Let's call the Bowie. Boop, 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 boop. What's happening? Oh, there it is. Dungeons and Dragons game. Man, my kid did the thing, you know. Say, oh, hello, hi, it's you. You came back to visit. Hi, welcome back to DM Beats Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Leinhart, and this is a special one. I gotta say, uh, this is a special episode. I've got my friend Spencer Smith joining us, Spencer the Skull, Skull DM. And uh, not only do we just talk about DD and music and, and his origin story, as it were, but he's got an album dropping on September 23rd. That's two days from this recording, uh, hitting the internet. It's called The Nine and the Nonagon, a critical role campaign to inspired rock album. What? Yes. So, uh,. Not only did we talk about that, but he also gave us the honor of uh, having one of the new songs play at the end of the episode. So it's a world premiere. So stick around for that. Let's go ahead and get some housekeeping out of the way, though. Uh, if you want to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Jake Lionheart, where uh, you can get early access to these episodes and a whole bunch of other tomfoolery that I might get up to um, and some shenanigans and hijinks. Uh, over at Patreon. If you uh, just want to like help with the donation, uh, just to you know help me with some booth rent, you can also head over to Kofi.com. That's K-O-F-I.com forward slash Jake Leinhart. And any donation honestly helps to just keep the show going and keep me on the internet. Um, and then if you want to be on the show, you've been listening for a while, or this is the first one, and he's, hey, I've got art that I do. I love D&D. I want to talk to you about it, Jake. Then, hey, email me at dmbeatspodcast at gmail.com. That's the letter D, the letter N, beatspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see if we can schedule you to come on and talk about art and D&D, and we can geek out about it. So, all of that out of the way, let's jump into this episode. Well, this is essentially the podcast uh i've been recording so welcome to the oh. podcast ladies, we're on the podcast we're on the podcast ladies and gentlemen spencer smith <sighs> this is hey. everybody applauds for you hypothetically i've i've been <laughs> i've been saying this at the end of the podcast but it is very interesting doing this for a hypothetical audience <laughs> but yeah but hey like i i hope they're here and they're they're excited to hear all about the legend that is the skull smith as we dig into these music and D&D questions. And then, as a bonus, there's some really fun stuff you're going to be talking about towards the end. About maybe a certain uh, musical release. Yeah. That will be, yep. um, at the release of this, will be the Thursday. So this is coming out on a Tuesday. Two-day wait for an awesome album. So That's a nice, nice short wait. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys... Uh, Maybe even get like a little preview of a song, I think, that you sent me. So, yeah. So, yeah. You guys are getting, the, my hypothetical listeners are being spoiled on this episode for sure. I know there's at least uh, two non hypothetical listeners <laughs> between me and Wanderskald, right? Yeah. And Chase has got to be listening to you, Andy, and then uh, for sure Chase, probably Ben. So, there's like five of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then my wife, so that's six. So, <laughs> yeah, keep those numbers rolling, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You got to start somewhere, and I'm lucky to start off with more than just my wife listening to the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm happy about it. Um, so let's dig into this. My first question for you, off the bat, getting to know Spencer a little bit more is, um, when did you first get into music? Uh, so I got into music. I was maybe 15 years old. Uh, and I had not really been into music almost at all before this. Wow. But uh, my friends, like, uh, we started, you know, playing. We were all gamers, my, me and my friends. We were gamers and artists. And uh, so we started getting really into Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Uh, and The Gateway I was playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I was playing an expert on Guitar Hero, and my friend was playing an expert on the rock band drums, and, I, and he was like, hey, my birthday's coming, and I got my parents to say they're getting me a drum set, and I was like, my birthday's not that far away. I'll get some, I'll get some money, and I'll get an electric guitar for dummies package from Target. <laughs> this is like the best story already. <laughs> this is the origin story. Yeah, man, it's, that's, it's, the, it's the strangest. It's like the least climactic beginning to a to an instrumentalist I kinda, story. It's, I honestly think this is the best story I've heard so far. <laughs> that, like, there was no music, but we were gamers. And then I remember the hype of gu- Guitar Hero. And then, mm-hmm. and then what was the other one? Rock Band, because someone else yep. was trying to jump on that. And then there was, like, DJ Hero and... I didn't play DJ Hero except for like one time at someone else's dorm in college. They were like, check this out. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember that. I remember being at like a summer camp or something like that. And they had like a band there and everybody being like, oh, is it like Guitar Hero? And he's like, well, technically when I'm doing solos, I'm more down here. And Guitar Hero, the buttons are all up here. But he's like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like Guitar Hero, and like all the kids being like, ah, like. But I remember, I I remember I tried to go back to Guitar Hero after I'd been playing for a couple <laughs> years, and I was like, nope, don't like this, <laughs> don't like this anymore. I can always imagine, man. Yeah, that's that, to me that's awesome. Actually, that, like gaming got you into playing gu- guitar, and do, so then then you guys started a band together, or where else did uh, you guys go from there? Yeah, band bands were attempted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Attempted is a is a good way to say I, I picked up guitar from Guitar Hero. I played for about six months on my own, uh, and then I was like, "All right, I'm not doing anything. I need to get some lessons." So I started taking uh, I started taking lessons like as I went back to school in the next fall, and it was just week in week out. I went to this little guitar shop in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, nice. Took took lessons with this. With this guy who looked like Frank Zappa, I no don't know way. how else to describe him. He, he's got he's got this like he's he's got this like huge black afro yeah. and like a crazy Zappa mustache, and that was my first guitar teacher. God, it would be so great if Paul, it really was. But Paul Parts is where he goes by. He's an Paul amazing, Parts? amazing dude. Awesome. That name is epic. I love it. That's cool. So that's yeah. So I mean, there you actually did get in some bands and yeah, I. I just kept playing straight through through high school. Uh, so I was like a sophomore and I just kept playing, just kept practicing. Uh, you know, bands were attempted amongst friends uh, through high school. But the issue is when you're starting bands in, in high school with your friends, uh, it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, you're progressing and making, uh, making strides on your instrument. If your friends are like, I'm going to play drums and then they don't, they don't play drums except for when they come over to practice. And then I don't play bass and they don't play bass except for when they come over to practice. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, high in high school bands were attempted, but it was, it wasn't until college that I got to know the other music majors that I was like, "Mm, Ah, okay. And that's when it really kicked in. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, in the same vein of your musical origin story, uh, what is your D and D origin story? Where, where did that actually come from? Uh, that goes back further than music, actually. Okay, I've you're been... the first so far that has D yeah. before music. Yeah, yeah, man. I started playing. I started playing guitar, and it must have been like tenth grade. But I've been playing D and D since sixth grade. Oh, so wow. I was. It was like 2002, 2003. I was in sixth grade. Someone at the grade school started a games club. And I was like. I like games. I'm going to go play some games at the games club after school. That way I don't have to go to this shitty after school program where I just sit around and wait for my parents to pick me up. Yeah. Uh, and so someone brought in uh, 3.5e D&D, and that's what I learned on, and that's what I played on for a very long time uh, and still play occasionally to this day. Nice. It's not my favorite anymore, but yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, is it because I'm I'm still learning about because I'm I only know five five e, but mm. three point five was kind of like the chosen one there for a while, right? Because I hear four was bad. Um, or is it three that was a chosen one and three point five that was like the? Eh? I don't know anything about three. Okay, but uh, <laughs> uh, I never I never played four. 
I only ever heard bad things. Yeah, that's but the, but but now I'm you know going back and seeing all this like oh actually fourth edition was awesome and we should take more stuff from it. Uh, so if you ever watch like any Matt Colville Dungeon Master videos, he talks about fourth edition a bunch where like good parts about it. Uh, I I kind of skipped it entirely and went from three point five to Pathfinder, which was you know and... it's called. 3.75 yeah and made a couple updates but okay yeah I've, I've heard that too i think uh what was it i just listened to a podcast uh what was it the three black uh halflings i was gonna call them hobbits but i'm like no they're not hobbits <laughs> uh they have a podcast where they interviewed uh matt mercer who when these was talking about starting critical role that they were they had 3.5 and he's like yeah this is not gonna work for this group so i'm gonna go to pathfinder <laughs> And they played Pathfinder until they got to 5e, I guess. But Yeah, from what I heard, they switched to 5e when they went to the stream. Yeah. Because, uh, having, having played both 3.5e and Pathfinder and quite a lot of 5e, I can tell you those the 5e is, as, as crunchy as it is, as mechanically heavy as it is, mm-hmm. it is probably, I wouldn't say half as bad as 3.5 or Pathfinder. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, this is this is kind of cool too because it's like the fact that you're like, no, D and D comes first before music, because everyone else is like, I don't want to say everyone else, but it's it's kind of like I I just expect the art to be f- before mm-hmm. the you know D and D, so it's very cool that 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 was first. Which um, I guess kind of switching back into the music thing. Do you <laughs> remember your first song, whether that being like the first song you wrote? First one you recorded, or the first one you performed, or all three, if it happens to be the all, all three. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, you gotta, gotta go I, back. I don't know what the... Uh, the first song I remember writing yeah. was like was kind of like a prog... Uh, kind of a proggy... I, I ripped off a, a riff I liked from, the, from a White Stripes song I was learning. And I, I started going off of that and, and just kind of evolving and writing and writing around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called uh, it was called Three Cells. And oh. it was about uh, uh, three prisoners uh, uh, with magic powers like escaping a jail and going on, going on a crazy <laughs> adventure. That was your first song? <laughs> it was a weird one, man. That sounds cool, though. <laughs> well, I, I spent a lot of time learning more songs than I did I did writing and writing. I still I still do end up learning more songs than I do writing mm. uh, just because of the nature of nature of the beast of uh, you know what I do in terms of music right uh, like my Twitter bio says I play in a dad rock band <laughs> man dad's got to rock out too so I, I feel you um, that's Dude, I'm, cool. I'm 29 the next youngest guy in my band is 53 yeah yeah that used that used to be me now i'm the 53 year old guy everybody else in the crew is younger and it's weird i was actually talking to a person at work today um he was all saying that like oh yeah and this used to happen that used to happen i'm like yeah like in my case i found out that chase was born when i graduated high school and i've never felt older in my damn life than to know that i was 18 when he was born so and then and then like I don't know I think with Chase it's weird because he's like six foot eighteen and sounds like a grown ass man and I still sound <laughs> like I'm thirteen so <laughs> never imagine he was that young so but um, yeah that's all dude three cells that is I kind of want to ask you to like rewrite that song because that sounds freaking epic especially now. Uh-huh. I might have to see how much I remember of it. There were a lot of riffs. <laughs> I, I I took that song like straight through to college. Uh, I made an interesting decision where I was like, okay, I've been playing guitar for what two and a half years. Now I'm gonna be a music major. <laughs> like I I just, just I went right into college. Yeah, with basically no music experience or i couldn't read music it was awesome oh man and then i I started a band with some uh, some other music majors and well uh two other music majors and a criminal justice major (laughs) nice and then they're like what are you doing you're like the riffs bro (laughs) that's awesome a lot of a lot of riffs man a lot of yeah you gotta have the riffs um so then that the the 
opposite side of that question is, do you remember your first D&D character from back in sixth grade? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel so left out every time I see this on Twitter, like, tell me about your first D&D character. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I was like 12. <laughs> My first fucking D&D character. Yeah. It was, prob- it was probably like really cringy, though. It was oh, like no. A- it was like a D and D. It was like a DBZ ripoff, or or like a like an Elven Ranger, like a super generic. I don't know. Nice. I have no idea what my first D and D character was. Oh man, do you have? I guess instead of your first, what is your oldest that you remember? I guess. Ah, uh, let's see. Or is there just uh, a noteworthy older. one that you're just like, this is the one that's my guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, but I remember playing a like extremely archetypal paladin of T, uh, not Tiamat, of Bahamut uh, in in three point five in uh, in a campaign with an old DM who was uh, I don't know I don't want to call him adversarial or antagonistic, but he liked his games to be difficult and he knew it. Mm. It was it was kind of like a he was like. I'm a DM, and this game is like Dark Souls for you. Uh, oh. <laughs> the Dark Souls DM. Is that a thing? That should be a meme, the Dark Souls DM. I, well, it was, you know, like, oh, you're going you're gonna to go through this campaign. You, yeah. You're probably going to, you know, get hurt, maybe die. And uh, I think that character did die. Oh. Uh, and then I think he ran the same campaign. Like, it was homebrewed, but he, like, ran it again. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't remember much about that, but I remember playing a very archetypal paladin of, of Bahamut. Very cool. Uh, what about like your 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 tried and true, the one that's always in your heart that will always be there? Oh, see, this is difficult because I'm I'm normally a dungeon master. Ah, uh, I've uh, I've been I've been I've been pretty much the the core DM of my group for six odd years something like that so the forever and, dm yeah right. i i had a i had a long running game right up until pandemic times oh wow. uh, but uh a character that is forever in my heart is asher silkstep my halfling paladin of desna ah. desna from pathfinder society who was uh who was my attempts at making i was gonna be i was like what if I make a cl- uh, cleric who's got as much charisma as wisdom? And can I make that work? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the issue I ran into was like, oh, my wisdom's kind of low, actually. So my D- my spell DCs are really low. So it's really easy for enemies to resist me. Mm. So what if I just cast no spells on enemies and just cast spells on my allies instead? Let's do that. That's cool. That, that's Yeah, that's really cool. I'm at the hyper, place right now where support. I'm doing that. I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to say anything because we're in the game, so I should probably not say anything. <laughs> no, tell me your whole backstory. No, no. You know what's funny is I told Miriam, I was like, I'm about to do the interview right now. And I'm like, I'm really hoping we don't end up talking about our characters more than, <laughs> than the podcast is actually supposed to be about. And I almost did. I almost started to talk about my character and what I want to do. But I'm not. I'm going to resist. You'll have to wait until we play. I'll get it out of you eventually. Well, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to see if I can pry and get some more about your character, too. So. He's uh, an asshole. Uh, yeah, I know. We need an adult. It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of us. It's going to be Russell. Um, cool. So then uh, flip-flopping, because that's what I do <laughs> in life sure, and in, on this podcast. Um, what is it about music that you love? Like that thing that, like... I guess draws you in or that you were like the epiphany of like, I was doing guitar hero thought I was doing really good. Learning these cool riffs, got my awesome magical three cells (laughs) jumping into music as you know, career path and your college path. All of that being like, what was that thing that was like, I have a, I'm your patron now of music. Man, I don't know if I know how best to explain this. Um, it's it's for me as much uh, an intellectual connection to music as it is 
as it is uh, emotional. Uh, so I get like really into music as, from the perspective of like building a machine when I'm writing, uh, as much as uh, like trying to touch on uh, emotions and themes and all that. I, mm. That's kind of the way I think about it. But what makes music so special to me is this, 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 there's this moment when I pick up a guitar, I plug it in. If I hit, if I turn on the overdrive, I hit the distortion pedal. And as soon as I hit that, you know, that first big chord, especially if my amp is pointing right at my fucking face, it's, it's, it's magic. There's this sound and vibration that I just, I just like, I'm addicted to it. It's like a drug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just being in the room with loud, loud amps is, uh, just everything I want to do. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm actually interested in, um, like you said, like building a machine. Um, if I just assuming because of, you know, from the music that I've heard, I would honestly like, I would have assumed that like, it would have been like the passion or the soul because first off, you always come with like the face melting solos. And -hmm. like, so I just imagine like, you know, like seeing BB King just lost in like, you know, the solo or something like that. There are all these, um, you know, awesome guitarists that like, you just, they got the stank face going on and (laughs) you know what I mean? But for, for sure, there's some of that there, but a lot of how I think about it and how I approach uh, music, and especially just the guitar, mm-hmm. is is from a very, um, almost like a scholarly point of view. Like, you know, I'm trying, I'm tearing it apart, I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> about my next moves like they're math. Gotcha. And the, while, while it's a little, there's definitely like emotion in there, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a lot of it is like, I'm... I'm thinking, oh, these are the notes. This is the note I'm aiming for. These are the notes around it that work. This is kind of a rhythm I can I can work in there. It's it, that feels kind of cold and detached to say it out loud that yeah. way, but that's uh, that's a lot of how I think about it. Which is also, by the way, uh, every time we talk, you know, critter bards. Yeah. And then we go like, oh, we're critter bards. I go like, sure, you're all critter bards. <laughs> I'm an artificer. What's up? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm about to say, I'm like, it's like an artificer or like a even like i guess a wizard because it's like that calculated like i can do all this cool magic stuff but it is Mm -hmm. like i've got these spells prepped and i've got this thing that i've studied um but even artificer is way better yeah that's the same thing i told i think when we were having this i i was i don't know how i ended up in the phone call with like hunter um and uh aiden was that the call, one of the calls post-critical content? I think so. I forget which one it was, but I just remember sitting there being like, I, I, this is cool and I'm learning stuff, but at the same time, it's way over my head. But I like feeling over my head. Like That's how I got into the way I think about music. Mm. Is whenever I wrote songs in high school and like going into college, mm-hmm. uh, the songs came from a perspective, I'm going to use this thing that I don't entirely know how it works and see what happens. Uh, and the issue is I can only follow that line of thought so long before I'm like, all right, now I kind of understand enough that like <laughs> guitar can only do so much of that, th- those things. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, that's where I'm at in my musical journey. Um, especially since, uh, like I have like, um, Ben Northgraves in our other chat or whatever, and he's going to school for music theory and all this other stuff. Um, Love some music there. Yeah, I actually even have my like. Ugh, let me reach over here for it. My my Chase nose noseworthy music theory one hundred and one book. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, there's only so much I can do sampling, and like, I love sampling because I like the idea of of taking these different things and it being like a puzzle and trying to make it work and sometimes i'm like i don't know why this works and then ben is like oh because the lower frequency kind of blends into them like that's smart stuff i didn't know about lower frequencies and eqs and i think i've asked you about compressing and you sent me like that cool video about you know learning how to compress music and stuff Uh, like that rick beato yeah so i'm like oh man there's so much that i need to learn and then maybe actually be able to get stuff that's stuck in my brain out into the sonic world but 
music is such a is such a wide topic, dude. Like, it's, yeah, there's like there's so many things you could spend a lifetime on just one of them. Like, I could spend a lifetime just playing guitar, and then I could also do like, all right, now it's now it's music theory, now it's music production, now it's uh, now it's uh, film and game composing, mm-hmm. like entirely different topics. Any of which you could have hours or weeks of discussion about. Oh yeah, which is which is awesome. Much with like. I think that's another reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because, like, there's so many people we know that we can I can learn from and just pick their brain on, like, what is it that you love about music? Um, oh, yeah. I love that where I'm at now, other people are interested in, in it. And so I kind of I kind of wish I hadn't named the podcast Dean Beats because now I've got, like, actors and novelists <laughs> interested. But I guess you could say well, it's the beat of your heart. And the art you do, that is... And I'm making this up right now. This is all nonsense and I'm just making it up. <laughs> well, you're the host. Yeah. And you make sick beats. Yeah. I think it's appropriate. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, that's... Yeah. We, I know we don't have forever to talk about it. I wish we did. But I guess the flip side of, of that same question is... Um, what is it about D&D that you love that drew you in that, like, after playing since sixth grade to being in a new campaign with me <laughs> and some other f- wonderful folks and uh mm-hmm. the only person that understood my really bad dice joke um <laughs> uh what is it that still brings you to it even though you know al- after oh, all this time it's it's the same it's it's everything about it is the same it's it's this combination of um uh, emotion meets uh meets intellectualism for me it's Mm. it's this it's the idea of like oh storytelling meets kind of like board game tactics i love i love tactics i'm a very tactical player that comes from my i I talked about that kind of adversarial dm before that like i like making characters that are strong and good at what they do and okay sorry my phone just went off uh i like making characters that are strong and good at what they do and that's because i like I like the wargaming aspect of it. That's not a popular viewpoint these days. Well, everyone's like, I want to make a good story. I want to tell a good story. I'm like, I want to get experience and level up. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to do both. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that by itself is 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 nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if I wanted to, if if all I wanted to do was kill stuff and level up, I'd go play a video game, and I do sometimes, but. Uh, there's so much there's so much more that gets injected into it when it becomes this uh cohesive storytelling improv thing uh rather than just kill stuff level up mm-hmm. yeah i uh, I love that like d and d and music are kind of like living breathing things you know what I mean like you have the emotion where it's like, okay, if you play certain chords and and melodies and progressions, something's going to like break in your heart or something like that. And you're going to weep or, you know, who knows how that works where all of a sudden you're remembering that one time that girl broke your heart or mm-hmm. you lost somebody you love when somebody's like singing a song and, and stuff like that. And in the same way, like, but like how you said, like it's technical, like you can, you can literally break down music to... Like what? It, what was it that he was like, Dorian mode? And I'm like, that's a cool character name. And it's like, but it's not a character name. It's the actual thing that you do in music. And so I'm like, oh okay, Dorian mode. And like seventh chords. And I'm like, what is a seventh chord? Who's the, who's this guy? Or a a B sharp minor? Is that a thing? <laughs> Technically, that's <laughs> right, a weird thing. Right? A technical chord. <laughs> B because B sharp is C. <laughs> Yeah, but it like then it's like but it's a B sharp and I'm like, so what is it? It's like it's this black key on your keyboard. Okay, cool, it's this one. So, but that's D and D too, right? You've got this character that you get attached to that has a backstory, but then at the same time, you're like, if I take this feat and I cast this spell on my bonus action and I do this, oh yeah, <laughs> my AC's here. This is that, and yeah, so. That's what's really cool about both of them. And I think that's when I first even was thinking about the podcast is like, I know there's a correlation to both of these. It's just the journey of going and seeing what everybody's 
thoughts are on their art and D&D together. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. And um, since we're talking about them both being like this living, breathing thing, I was going to ask, does one or the other influence one or the other? Like, is there things about D&D that, I mean, obviously you're doing music based on it, like some of your your critical role songs and stuff like that, but in just your normal, especially since you've been playing sixth grade, is there aspects of this game that you're like, it's just in my music because this influenced some of these songs or, you know what I mean? That kind of aspect. I I get what you, I get what you're saying. It's, um, that's, that's a weird question to, to answer for me because I've, you know, for a very, very long time, I kept them extremely separate. Like, you know, like when I was writing songs, I'd be writing very kind of magical storytelling songs, like, like, uh, concept albums and all that yeah weird, weird characters behind them uh but the like the D, the gaming itself and the music was was a separate thing um and that especially kind of became in college where i stopped writing so much and just started you know learning everything and anything and everything um but more recently they've started coming together because after i graduated college and i started looking at like like oh i'm kind of you know working a regular day job now and i i'd like to keep writing songs or i'd like to start writing songs again but i have i have no idea what to write about i'm i'm lost as far as as far as stories go i don't uh live enough life outside the office to to convert feelings that i have into uh, relatable songs so when, so lately these you know these critical role songs and writing and making songs about my D and D character, they give me a lens to focus this energy. This like I want to write songs, I want to put out music, I want to to perform that music uh, or at least record that music, uh, and they they let me focus that through this lens of like this is what it's about. This is the this this D and D character, this particular moment in critical role, this uh, this. Uh, weird god from beyond the realms uh and so when i when i have that it helps me focus and so i'm not just meandering about being like oh that's a cool riff i wonder if i can write three more cool riffs that come off of that it's it's like oh wait that's a cool riff it kind of sounds like what i imagine the would be a theme for this character so now that i know it's for that character that helps me come up with more cool riffs that are not you know just based in music theory, just based in the intellectual side of things. It's yeah. now that's where I'm injecting the emotional side and the storytelling side. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, that is a better way than I've ever thought about my own music because, yeah, I sometimes think about rap and it's like, well, there's rapping about rap, which is cool when you're like in your teens and young 20s because that's all about who's the better, who's got the better bars. But I'm uh-huh. like, there's not too many people doing dad raps. Like, who wants to hear about, you know... I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people that are like, yeah, what is it like, you know, going day-to-day, day job and paying your bills and, <laughs> you know, not drinking, you know, hypnotic every other night and stuff like that. But um, I think that's where it came from, too, when I started doing, like, different, like... I started with, like, Overwatch, like, raps and then turned into Critical Role raps. And that was the best right. way to... I'm, literally stealing that from you as a rogue because that's how i'm explaining my own music now because yeah, it is it's, it's it's great to have that lens yeah it's a be- focus yeah because it's like yeah i made this beat and it sounds like a yasha beat so let's explore this like hardship that yasha grew up in or the opposite i made i made a recently i made a beat that my wife was like yo you should write a yasha and bow song and i'm like oh, it does sound like kind of like a yasha bow song and not having to be about hardships and stuff. So that's that's very cool. Like, yeah, the dude, I'm so stealing that. Thank you for saying that. So the lens that you're, you're focusing me through. That's that's the name of the episode. <laughs> the lens you focus in or focus through. I like that. Ooh. Um so that sounds um, like some lizard shit. <laughs> yeah, it does sound cool. Um which makes me okay, so I wanted to start segueing into the fun album stuff. But I think a fun way to do that would be, um, you know D&D, you know music, 
the ins and outs, the emotion, the tactics, strategy. If, so? if your music was a subclass <laughs> in D&D, it could be in an already established subclass of any... It doesn't have to be a bard thing. It can literally be... Oh, yeah. What do you think your music would be as a subclass? And it could even be if you want to homebrew it real quick off the top of your head, like how you feel. But if, if there's an established one, you're like, hey, this subclass is my music. My music? What subclass is it? Yeah. Mm. You know, I never, I never published it, though I did intend to. Uh, I started writing uh, Bardic-inspired subclasses for every class. Um, but the bard also got its own subclass in there, which was kind of just for me, uh, because the music that I like mm-hmm. is, you remember earlier I talked about that distortion, yeah, that feel the, the vibrations in the air. Mm-hmm. I like, I like really aggressive music that I can, that I can feel like it doesn't necessarily need to be like, you know, uh, angry or, uh, uh, dark, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's in your face it's aggressive it's it's there there's energy to it uh so the bard the bard college was the college of riot oh which was uh it was all about it was it was kind of like a little bit of barbarian flavor thrown in Mm -hmm. but it was like they got to do stuff when they did damage which is weird for bards because bards will sign you know there are a lot of bards out there like they they realize their full potential without doing an inch of, without doing you know two hit points worth of damage. Yeah, yeah. But but this bard's like, uh, all right, if you do some damage on this turn, you can have uh, yourself or an ally you can see move up to their speed and like as a react. As, that was one of the abilities. I think. Yeah. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but I uh, I've thought about it occasionally since then. I really like the Bardic College of Riot. That sounds epic. Oh, I love that. Now I. I hope everybody listening is going to just jump on your Twitter and be like, "Release the college, <laughs> build on it." Because it sounds dope. Um, which honestly is the best segue into this album because yeah, I know off the top of my head three songs from the album, and they yeah. all do exactly what you just said. Even the ones that start off slow and very peaceful. Almost, almost as though maybe you're in a cemetery type area. Um, you, you, yeah, you start rocking out, and it's like I don't. It's it feel honestly, it feels. I, how do I want to say that? Like it's timeless and classic. So there's a song that you just recently sent me, and I've been listening to it nonstop on my way to work and like home from work, and like. Something about it's like Pink Floyd to me, but okay. like, but like, no, 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 no. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not trying to disrespect the Pink Floyd. No, but, I love me some Pink Floyd, but it's like better than Pink Floyd. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't think careful, it's, careful I, with I, words I like know, that. I know. I was I'm, with no disrespect, <laughs> no respect to the Floyd. Uh, <laughs> um, but. I, I I don't know how to, like and like I'm like this is like a classic like did you time travel and steal this from somebody and brought it back actually to the yes okay then that explains <laughs> it mystery solved you time traveled stole it from somebody uh, but yeah man like you're and then Leviathan that's another like kind of like single you put out there it, this is Leviathan yeah. is going to be on the album as well right Leviathan's Leviathan's on the album the track list is actually you can see the track list on my Bandcamp that's right uh, where the album can be pre-ordered uh, but uh, Leviathan is uh, it got it got I released that one a little early I've actually gone back and remixed <laughs> it and I think it sounds a lot better now Dude. Um, when you when you put released- out that tweet earlier I was listening to it as I was working on my D and D stuff so nice. yeah yeah. But, but um, there's this there's this story that I'm reminded of when you when when I talk about when you talk about like even the slow soft ones are not yeah um, when I first joined the dad rock band I play in now mm-hmm. um, you know every between three and five songs we'll play a slow song give the couples something to dance <laughs> to 
right? Yeah. Uh, and so I played out one of my first shows with this dad rock band. A few of my friends from college came out. Uh, one of them comes up, shakes my hand, and goes, I've never fucking seen you play a ballad before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can, I, I can see that. I don't write ballads, man. I don't, I don't like even songs that are slow. I like the, I like the feeling of the kick drum in my chest. Mm-hmm. I like the feeling of the, uh, of the, the big guitars all around me. So yeah, no, uh, that's, that's exactly it. Like, um, uh, I'm like, you know what? Let's talk. Let me let you talk about the album and then I'll praise you after. Yeah. <laughs> We get to hear more about this album because I'm I'm literally just gonna sit here and gush about the song you sent me and you want you can name the song you, you, you okay feel, it feels like you're dancing around it I am because I'm we like, can talk about that song okay because well why don't you talk about the song first and then then I'll oh, tell shit. you why I love it so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so the song the song Jake received from me uh which is this is gonna be the first place you can hear it besides the album release will be uh, Clay, Dust, or Stone, which is Caduceus's song off the album. Every song on the album is based around a Mighty Nine character, and then there's one for Lucian. Um, spoilers! Oh! Uh, <laughs> uh, but Caduceus's song is called Clay, Dust, or Stone, and so when I was when I was writing it, it was I was maybe like halfway through. I'd have like, I'd already had like four or five songs done, and I realized I hadn't done anything in like uh, three times, so I was like, let's do it six eight. Six eight's a good time. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, uh, what kind of vibe am I looking for here from Caduceus? So that's where I started. I started messing around on an acoustic guitar, uh, which is uh, weird for this album. This is the only song with acoustic guitar in it, and came up with these these weird chords. And then I got to a place where I was like, that's a cool, that's a cool little verse. I like those those chords. They're very open very repetitive but uh, they make a fun vibe uh then i get to this i get to write in the chorus and i'm just like okay i'm gonna steal house of the rising sun by the animals (laughs) that's where it is i knew (laughs) list i swear when i said there's something classic about this song Mm -hmm. that mine exploded sir the chord progression is um it's it's in the key of A flat minor, but I played everything just a half step down, so it's played like let's just talk about it like it's in A minor because that's how I played it. Okay. Uh, so the chord progression is A in the chorus A minor C, uh, D, F G back to yeah, A minor. Yeah, that's so the House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, extremely classic chord progression. Uh, you'll hear that you'll hear chord progressions like that in songs like Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf, House of the Rising Sun, like those bunch of chords are extremely 60s and 70s yeah. especially in that order oh uh, i you did it you did it sir <laughs> you did it i <laughs> the, i could for one that's one of my favorite songs it's one of the few songs that i can actually play on guitar <laughs> uh that's not just like e minor c g d um and yeah i swear i i Funny enough, I went to work yesterday and it was like very like misty and overcast. And so the way mm-hmm. this like the way you start off the song with those acoustic guitars and uh, like is it like a pan flute type? Uh the sample I used from uh, East West was a shakuhachi, Ooh. which is a a type of Japanese flute which uh Adam Neely's done like a whole ass video on it. No, find that. <laughs> nice, yeah. Adam Neely's dope. like that's why I saw it. I was like Shakuhachi. I just watched an Adam Neely video about this. And <laughs> I I threw some I threw some Shakuhachi and a shitload of reverb on it. And yeah. I was like, just play some notes around the chords. Yeah, and like so like that with the image that I had driving. But then when like you said that chorus comes in, I'm just singing and like especially like you said 60s 70s. I'm like. This has such a classic, vintage, like, timeless vibe to it. But it doesn't feel 60s, 70s, you know I mean? The animals, it, it's, it sounds like Caduceus is the best way I can yeah. describe it. And it's this literally the sickest moment. And so now I'm just like, my emotional side of music totally <laughs> understood the technical side of stuff you were doing. And I, I'm having my mind blown. So. Yeah, so... So that actually relates, like, 
post college, mm-hmm. I learned a ton of uh, stuff from like Rick Beato videos and Adam Neely videos, and like a, just a you know, uh, I I got into a day job forty hours a week, and I was just like, all right, I got a lot of downtime. Let's put <laughs> some YouTube on in the background. Yeah. And one of the things that stuck with me uh, was Adam Neely said something about like whenever you do something in music, whenever you write something, uh, chances are you're invoking something that has been done already. Mm. So, uh, so when I, when I use those chords, cause you can't copyright chord progressions. Uh, I was like, all right, if I use these chords, it's going to sound like sixties and seventies. If I, even if I, if that's all I do, but then I was like, how can I make it sound more sixties, seventies? And that, uh, that came the other layers of instruments, which I sent you that, that bare bones version oh, of the track, which is a whole that, vibe on its own. I'm like, almost like, can I convince you to release a instrumental version only or a, a stripped down version only? But you know, I was thinking about doing like some goals. Like if we see certain oh. numbers of views, like uh, views on YouTube videos or, or retweets, etc. cetera. Uh, one of those was I made a video immediately after I got my wisdom teeth out where I just, I'm <laughs> hilarious. <so. laughs> oh, nice. So, well, we uh, got to push that then. We've got a few weeks to do that. <laughs> yeah, keep an, eye, keep an eye on my Twitter. I definitely, like, I would love to think about releasing the in some instrumental versions or uh, alternate versions of the tracks, but... I'm gonna focus on the main release. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But the but the bare bones version has like all the electric guitar and the drums and the bass stripped out of it. So you can hear all the layers that I kind of hid excuse me, underneath everything. Um to to bring out that sixties, seventies sound even more. You got this you've got these like violin chords playing, you've got a flute doubling up on the melody, uh, you've got this, you know, like old ass organ sound that's going <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, it's it's a whole vibe on its own. I think I was I was at the dinner table just listening to it. Because I think I told you, like, right after you sent it, like, I had to go help, like, my kids are wilding out and I need to change a diaper. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, the cool thing about Discord is, like, if you, you can, you it downloads the songs to your phone instead of just playing it off your phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool, it's on my phone, loop it, and it's going to play in the background on my phone while I'm changing diapers and... And so, like, yeah, I ended up, like, doing all that stuff and ended up at, like, the dinner table with it still playing on my phone. And it was just, like, this, like, I felt like I was floating doing all this, like, <laughs> dad stuff. And so it was awesome. So that's why I'm like, oh, this would be cool. I don't know. If you're doing stretch goals, then y'all need to go retweet and share. and <laughs> Because I'm telling you, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And that's just the one stripped down song that I heard. Um, ah, the rest aren't so interesting. Stripped down. This one's got more layers than I think any uh, other song on the album. <laughs> we'll just do stretch goals just for this one because I I can guarantee everyone like this is this is the vibe. Y'all have no idea. But um, what else can you tell us about the album? Because I mean, the listeners okay. are going to get to hear this song at the end of this podcast. Which please stay tuned. You're not going to be you're going to be blown away by this song. But what else can they expect on Thursday? All right, so on Thursday, the album, the nine and the nonagon drops. It's uh, ten songs long, uh, right around just I think just short of fifty minutes in length because I have no respect for my listeners' time. <laughs> uh, I like I like writing long songs with with big breaks and uh, lots of space between things happening, and uh, because I'm a guitar player, I also like to give myself guitar solos. So oh you know, yeah. A, a song that were written by someone else that might be a minute shorter. <laughs> so those, that all adds up. So we've got 10 songs, one for each member of the Mighty Nine, uh, including Essek, and hey. one for uh, one for our uh, baddest of boys, <laughs> Lucian. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I'm trying to think, like, is there, like, that thing that you would want? Because I know you're trying to, like, at least for now, stay away from sp- too many spoilers but is there um an aspect that you're excited for people to hear in any of these songs or of all the songs Ooh, every song is a very different beast uh like i i'm even jumping like rock genres because i can't settle down in one at all so like the first and last song on the album are like kind of really metal in different ways like the the 
you can because you can see the track list on Bandcamp. So it's not a big spoiler if I say the first song is the Yasha song, and it's very like kind of I went for like a like a kind of Dio esque metal with oh. some like Evanescence thrown in there. Okay, uh, yeah. But then, but then the last tune is a much more modern sounding uh, metal song that I got uh, our boy Andy the Wander Scald to lay some very high notes over <laughs> nice <laughs> he, he sent me these tracks and and there's a part at the end during the last chorus where uh he hits this note that's like what? and i'm just <laughs> like every time you say i sent it I, every time you sing that i swear i think it's a slide guitar or something he's like yeah i learned that during cemetery gates by pantera and i was oh, like what <laughs> dude andy is a magician in his own right. Like, I don't know how this dude can just... If you give him a genre, he's going to do it, and he's going to do it well. Like, I remember the first time I heard him rapping, I'm like, why Why do I do this when there's Andy that can do it? Because he, sa- he sounds cool, and he's got bars. But then, like, this, the song that I recently did, like, I was like, is there anything he can do to help me? Because I'm kind of... Like, I didn't tell him that. I guess it's coming out now. I was on the fence about scrapping it because I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do with this song and I think it's just okay. And he's like, yeah, let me see what I can do with it. And I s- swear he did like some Wyclef Jean like ad-libs that just worked. <laughs> like I think he even said, I said the meat man cometh or something like that somewhere in there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, and then yeah, he's like singing on the, I'm like, are you an R&B singer too? When did this gift manifest itself? I think he made a deal with Freya somewhere along Something, the line. dude. Like, there's there's no way he's... And then, yeah, then he's a Viking on his YouTube channel. <laughs> and then he's doing old country folk rock and playing a band. Now he's like, I just found this... I got this cello from a family friend. Now I can cello. <laughs> like, I made two... That's insane. I made two string guitar things. They're not guitars. They're not... They're things that I made that sound cool. And I'm like... Bro, it's it's so interesting when you look at any single member of like this uh, this critter bard community <laughs> yeah. that we've made. Like we all have such a a weird niche uh, of of skill sets that like fall uh, uh, that fall into some like strange like you can do that too. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's... there's a there's a bunch of us that 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 do that kind of thing. Like with me, I feel like yeah. I play rock guitar, and sometimes I do music production. But if I tried to rap, it would be embarrassing. <laughs> it would be really bad, <laughs> and I know it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all have a set of skills, except for Andy, who can do them all. <laughs> like, I, yeah, he's just like, you can do what? Yeah, me too. I've never made an instrument before, but here's my guitar. That sounds dope. But uh, that's awesome. He's yeah, a, like he's a great. He just sent me two tracks that I'm gonna be uh, looking at playing some solos. Hey, on you heard it here first. Breaking world mm-hmm. premieres, songs to come out in the future. I mean, Andy, Andy, and I, Andy having me play guitar solos on songs is nothing new. <laughs> 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 I feel like it's every couple months. Maybe yeah. he'll send me a song or two and be like, "Hey, man, can I get a, awesome. yeah? Can I get a solo?" <laughs> every time he's like, he's like, if you if you don't have time or you don't want to, that's fine. I'm just like. Pfft you i don't have time i'm doing this (laughs) yeah 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 oh man that's awesome so um let me think let me think let me think um so we get to release on thursday um you're covering all kinds of genres of rock which is awesome i know for like i i'm gonna brag on me and chase um oh you and chase killed it dude i like i heard the beat and i'm like this this is rage and then uh-huh. and then he comes in. I'm like, are we audio slave now? <laughs> like, <laughs> Rage was my first love, as far as dude. The music like, goes. I I felt that. Like, just the, just the way you started everything. I'm like, oh, this is I get the like. And the first band I was in was a Rage ripoff where I was rapping over rock beats. So oh, yeah. so like that took me back to like, oh, this is where I first started. I want to do this. So like, yeah, when I had my my line like playing with fire that's why i was like Play. and i went all out hey i, I had to wait till the kids call. were like usually i record when the kids are asleep but i waited till like my wife took them out to the park so i can so i yell into my mic for once but oh, um, and every time i've had i've had i've gotten the chance to 
produce or uh, like mix or master or produce with you rapping on a track, I have the best time uh, having having like I get to play around with so much cool shit like with your with your verses in um, in playing with fire. Uh, I got to do some really fun stuff where I like I copied uh, one of your voices and then I pitched it down an octave and then I cut out little pieces of it and then it's like <sighs> so it's like boy with violence yeah, yeah, down yeah. there. Um, dude that that could be like a whole other conversation we have of is you're mixing and mastering magic that you do. That's new. It's still magical, my man. <laughs> um I don't know how to do it. And I just remember like the 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 cool subtle stuff that you do that just enhances it, and then the cool big stuff you do that makes it just freaking blows everything out of the water. Like, the song that I did with Danny, where, like, you're taking her vocals and, like, like what was it? Like, you, like, reversed it, but then there was, like, cool reverb on it. Was that? That was yeah, the Melora was... track, and it literally sounds mm-hmm. like she's coming in like the, the Wild Mother. Like, it has that vibe of, like, a deity just arrived to sing a hook for you. <laughs> just hey, dope. The wild mother was the lens I focused it through. Boom. That's it. <laughs> it's... That's it. Bring it back around. Oh shit. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um I am so excited for this this album to come out. I know it's gonna just blow people out of the water. Um I was actually kinda like, like hey Chase, I guess we heard a song before you did. Um <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but I heard the Caduceus song first. But, yeah, uh, oh, man, it's it's going to be a great time. I hope everybody listening, I hope you guys go check it out. Um, if you can pre like download it, go to Bandcamp, help support, you know what I mean? But if not, hey, Spotify is going to be on Apple. It's going to be in all of them, right? Apple. Yeah, it's it's going up to all the things. Uh, so it's good old good old distro kids sending it up everywhere. Yeah. And then. Uh, the entire album will be in one video on my YouTube channel, Dope. Uh, and then we'll also each song will have its own video own as video. well, Dope. Uh, which are coming out the next day. So uh, right now, every every song is coming out uh, as a full album on YouTube Thursday and across all platforms. Friday, uh, they'll all show up on my YouTube channel as their own videos, also. Very cool. And then you also brought in. I saw your tweet. You brought in some artists for original art to go along with the videos as well is that right yeah i uh i wanted some i wanted to put art on the videos but i didn't want to uh you know like just start taking people's art and uh being like all right i'm using this thanks so i started <laughs> uh as the production was winding down and i was getting close to being done with the music itself i started messaging artists and i you know i had this one i copied and pasted just about everyone i was like can i use this song can i use this piece of art for for this particular song uh thank you so it was like artists who have already done critical role fan art oh gotcha and i went and found their art and and then asked them if i could use it mm-hmm. and the ones that i heard back from and the ones uh who responded uh, uh i was like all right cool you can you can use my art that's fine sounds good thank you that's awesome so i uh that's actually part of the reason i don't want it it's i'm Mm. that's part of the reason the album took so long to get released because it took me forever to get some caduceus art i messaged like six people who never responded to me oh no (laughs) yeah i can imagine like people being uh busy and stuff like that and having Mm. commissions and stuff like that but that's awesome i i really think it's cool when artists are willing to be like yeah like i want to i want to partner up with you and let you let you use art and stuff like that which is big shout out to them because i think they're really unsung heroes and and like oh yeah artists artists get a lot of shit on the internet oh dude (laughs) the the visual artists like it's bad enough to be a musician on the internet try being a try being a visual artist (laughs) yeah and so but yeah shout out to them for doing that um is there is there anything else you can tell us about the the album before we we wrap things up Oh, I I don't think I have anything else to say about the album. It's just it'll it'll come out when it comes out. People will listen to it. Uh, you'll I'm sure people will tell me what that what they think, good, bad, or neutral, and I'll hear I'll hear all about it. Um, I guess can I give a quick shout out? Yeah, that be okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
I'd like to thank uh, Will Crossweight for getting me into this this whole weird community. Because, man, that's my origin story for this community. Oh, hell yeah. Will is yeah. amazing. Dig, oh, yeah. You want to yeah, dig I, into I, it? Let's dig into Go for it. Huh? He's going to be a guest, so this will be great. He's going to have to walk Will's, into the podcast. Will's coming in? Yo, yeah. I yeah. Hell yeah. Will... In. I, Will was the first. Was the first reason I was like, "All right." Uh, he started doing the Critical Role Hamilton thing, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that sounds like fun." I'm really into Hamilton right now, and I'm enjoying Critical Role. Let's try to audition. So I auditioned for Victor, and he gave me the part, and I was like, "There are other musical nerds." What? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, I don't think I would have been in it either. Uh, I don't think I really even had that much Critical Role. I think I made a had like one or two songs. And they weren't, this is Critical Role. It was like an undercover Yasha song disguised as something else. And right. I forget who it was when he did the Critical Concert. was like, hey, if there's any suggestions. I don't know who it was, but they tagged me in it. And then I got the email, hey, Jake, uh, saw your name pop up. And I was like, uh, same thing. Like, there's there's a whole bunch of you guys? Like, it's not just me? And so I was like, yeah. Let's do it. And then I wrote a song. And then I had an interview with him. And he's a freaking lovely soul. And I was like, Will is the best. Will's the best. Absolutely the best, yeah. And I hope he hears this. Because now he's going to have to walk into a podcast with this. Ha ha. Ah, well. (laughs) But yeah, shout out to Will. But it's dope. So, any other shout outs? That's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I could, I could, I could go on for days. Yeah, but I think could. it's better if I just stick with the one. <laughs> this podcast. Could be really long. Yeah. If we start being like, thanks. I want to thank all the yeah. artists individually by name. <laughs> yeah. Starting with A's. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Thank you for being a part of the sh- uh, the the podcast. Um, we are gonna we're gonna kick off into the Caduceus song. Any any less. Like, letting the people know to prepare their ears and their souls for what's about to happen. Uh, the bug sounds you're hearing are part of the track. They're not in your room, I promise. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Where can the people on the internet find you? People can find me, uh, I usually on Twitter. Uh, the hell site that it is, I can't get away from it. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Scald DM. Uh, you can find everything else i do from there somehow awesome Search. yeah yeah thank you for being on my podcast thank you for uh sharing like ah, this album with us letting me be a, a world premiere of the caduceus song clay dust or stone and uh, i like this one th- this one it, i can only say it's my favorite now because it's technically the only other one i've heard but it's my wife's favorite then it's probably- heard all of them Okay, then it's probably going to be my favorite. <laughs> I'm already calling it. But, uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. Please go and listen to this album. Stream it. Go to Bandcamp and buy it. Let's set some goals to get, like, these uh, these bare-bone versions of the tracks. Some Wisdom Tooth videos. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Let's break the internet, you guys. This is, this is going to re- change your lives, I'm sure. So thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye.